0: Life is short. If you're not careful, you'll miss it. Dr. Roger Murphy is my guest today, and we're gonna talk about fibromyalgia and what it has to do with your hormones. If you're suffering with this, you've likely had a long road and you're missing a lot of your life, and it just shouldn't be so. We're gonna tell you how to get out of the predicament you're in in this episode. So the big question is, how do women over 40 like us keep weight off, have great energy, balance our hormones and our moods, feel sexy and confident, and master midlife? If you're like most of us, you're not getting the answers you need and remain confused and pretty hopeless to ever feel like yourself again. As an OBGYN, I had to discover for myself the truth about what creates a rock-solid metabolism, lasting weight loss, and supercharged energy after 40 in order to lose 100 pounds and fix my fatigue. Now, I'm on a mission. This podcast is designed to share the natural tools you need for impactful results and to give you clarity on the answers to your midlife metabolism challenges. Join me for tangible natural strategies to crush the hormone imbalances you're facing and help you get unstuck from the sidelines of life. My name is Dr. Kieran Dunstan. Welcome to the Hormone Prescription Podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Hormone Prescription with Dr. Kieran. I'm so glad that you've joined me today. We're talking about a topic that's near and dear to my heart, because along with obesity, chronic fatigue, irritable bowel, depression, anxiety, all the things that I suffered with many years ago, one of them was fibromyalgia. What is fibromyalgia? Pain. It's all about pain, pain in the body on a daily basis, persistently for a consistent period of time in specific places. And we're going to talk about what the definition is, because maybe you suspect you have this, but you're not quite sure. So we're going to get that straight. But we haven't covered this in the podcast. It has a lot to do with hormone balance and all the things I talk about, mitochondrial function, gut, health, toxicity. And Dr. Roger Murphy really is an expert on this. He has written a book about it called Treating and Beating Fibromyalgia and Chronic Fatigue Syndrome. He's hosting a summit on fibromyalgia that you can access that has lots of resources. And he's really a wizard when it comes to helping women with this challenging problem. So I'll tell you a little bit about him and then we'll get started. Dr. Roger Murphy is a board-certified chiropractic physician and board-certified nutritional specialist. He's an internationally recognized fibromyalgia expert, the author of three books for patients and doctors, including Treating and Beating Fibromyalgia and Chronic Fatigue Syndrome, Treating and Beating Anxiety and Depression with Orthomolecular Medicine, and Heart Disease, What Your Doctor Won't Tell You. Dr. Murphy is a frequent guest on local and national radio and television programs, including NBC, Fox, and ABC, and he writes for several professional and public health-related publications, as well as maintaining a busy virtual practice.
1: Welcome, Dr. Roger Murphy. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. You know, last time we got together, I just enjoyed our conversation so much, and I learned some things that, that I didn't know, and I was really delighted to be able to learn something new. And uh, yeah, thank you, I'm so excited to be here.
0: Yeah, super excited to talk about fibromyalgia. It's actually a part of my story. I don't focus on it too much, but those who know me and listen to my podcast probably have heard me talk about that I had that I just had horrible, unrelenting pain in many places on my body on a consistent basis. And before I got on my journey, in addition to weighing 243 pounds and being super tired, and it's really something that's hard for the general public to understand, even those people who have it, because they go from doctor to doctor not being diagnosed. And there are so few doctors who really understand what fibromyalgia is all about. So can we just start by talking about what it is and how might someone suspect that they have this?
1: Yeah, Kieran, you're so right. I mean, unfortunately, we've got to, you know, well, first of all, fibromyalgia has been around for centuries. So there's writings about fibromyalgia in the, the 1800s, uh, and um, over the years there have been more and more writings about it. But it didn't, you know, it didn't happen to really hit the the map, you know, be put on the map until 1990, when the American College of Rheumatology came out with the criteria for the diagnosis. So it's been around, you know, it's been around for 30-something years is uh, something that people know about. But unfortunately, we still have a lot of misconception about fibromyalgia. We have doctors who still don't acknowledge that it's a real entity. Those that do acknowledge that we do have a thing called fibromyalgia don't really know how to treat it. They've largely given up on it. Uh, But fibromyalgia is a syndrome, like irritable bowel syndrome or metabolic syndrome. It's a group of symptoms that people have in common, and we give it a name to describe those symptoms. But fibromyalgia, which affects about 8% of the adult population worldwide, this is what the estimates are, anywhere from four to 8%, primarily women between the ages of 35 and 60, it is an illness characterized by diffuse, achy, sometimes disabling pain, fatigue, brain fog, irritable bowel, restless leg syndrome, low moods, anxiety. So it's a very long list of symptoms that come underneath this title called fibromyalgia. Yes.
0: And there are specific criteria to be diagnosed with it. But like Dr. Rogers said, it's really hard to get a diagnosis. There aren't that many doctors that are that familiar with it. And what is a mainstream treatment typically of fibromyalgia?
1: Well, unfortunately, it's learn to live with it. That's the treatment. (laughs) You know, it's not a laughing matter. It's just so frustrating that, you know, it makes me laugh because it's so really so sad. But in conventional medicine, as you know so well, it's all about treating symptoms. Oftentimes, mm-hmm. that's really what the focus is. And, you know, there's a time and a place for that. Thank goodness, you know, we, we have the wherewithal and we have the prescription medications and the surgeries and things that we need to be able to treat some of these things. But in fibromyalgia, the conventional medicine protocols relying on drug therapy alone have been a dead end. The surveys show this, that even the American College of Rheumatology on their own website, now they've taken this down, but they used to say that they don't recommend that patients take anti-inflammatories, pain medications, sleep aids, or anti-seizure medications because they're not effective long-term and they have potential side effects. And where we're at right now in conventional medicine is that most conventional doctors will tell their patients that you just have to learn to live with it. And they they don't believe you can overcome fibromyalgia because what they've seen day in and day out is that their patients that they've recommended these different medications, Neurontin and Savella and Cymbalt and these other things, they don't improve. And their take on it is, well, we've given you the drugs that are approved for fibromyalgia and you're really no better, you know, four or five years later, it's really, it's your fault. And you're just going to have to learn to live with it. So that's where we're at right now in conventional medicine. And it is a process of elimination to get the diagnosis. It may take you know, five or six years and a dozen doctors before you ever get the diagnosis. And unfortunately, uh, rheumatologists are the experts, supposedly the specialists who have been designated to be the fibromyalgia doctor you would go to. But even rheumatologists now know they don't have an answer for fibro. And most of them won't even accept fibromyalgia patients.
0: Yeah, it's unfortunate. And I would say that's definitely a mainstream model because when I see people in my story, too, includes this, when you really get to the underlying root cause, I find that it's extremely treatable. So, talk about your approach. You've held a fibromyalgia summit, you've been specializing in this for years, you've written a book about it. You really are one of the gurus about fibromyalgia. So, talk about some of, of the causes that you can uncover that might give people people hope?
1: Well, so I have to go back a little bit. So 20 years ago, when I had my first patient referred to me for fibromyalgia, I had no idea what I was getting into. And you know, from your own journey and then from seeing patients, you you kind of hear their symptoms and you think, there's no way you could have this many things wrong with you. I mean, you look normal. And then of course you look at their blood work and most of the time, everything's normal. Their SED rate, CRP, their inflammatory markers normally are okay. But there's a tendency to look at this individual as a hypochondriac and I'll be candid. That was my first reaction to my patient, Sheila, Sheila Jones, who came to see me 20 years ago, but I started just working with her using just good sound nutrition and some functional medicine testing to find out that she had things wrong with she had candida overgrowth and some food allergies and leaky gut. I started treating her and within three months, this illness that I didn't really know much about. And her doctor said, we don't really know what it is, but here you hear some muscle relaxers and some pain pills come back in six months and we'll see how you do. Well, she got well, Karen, in three months, just doing some basic stuff that I would do on really kind of anybody as a functional medicine practitioner. Now, those who are listening have fibromyalgia going, yeah, Right. So it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't always work out that way. Three months is uh, was really an outlier. You know, it 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 I learned quickly that it's not it's really not that easy. But early on, I would lay awake at night and think, "Oh my gosh, Sally's coming in tomorrow. This is one of my fibromyalgia patients, and she's got thirty different symptoms. Where do I even start? What do I even do?" So early on. I really just tried to research everything I could from practitioners that were treating kind of medical misfit patients, kind of like what you do. People have been everywhere, tried everything, maybe don't respond to conventional medicine and looking you know, from answers that they can't find. And I started just kind of bringing those different therapies together and then eventually realized that there's some really key things that if you get these key things right for the fibromyalgia patient, he or she, usually a she, is going to have the best opportunity to overcome their fibromyalgia symptoms. And really, the only way for someone with fibromyalgia to be able to feel good again long-term is they got to get healthy. And that sounds so simplistic. I realize that. But it's about finding and fixing the underlying causes of these symptoms. And so there's Four key things that make up what I call the Murphy method and the Murphy jumpstart protocols. Which, if you do these four things, you focus on these four things as a fiber fibromyalgia patient, your odds of, of dramatic improvement are really good. So, what are they? Let's dive into them. But I so totally agree yeah, with you. So without without then, further ado, what are yes. they? <laughs>
0: so,
1: you know, if you think about it, you know, what is it? So, fiber fibromyalgia is just a name. That's all it is. So it doesn't cause the pain, it doesn't cause the low energy, it doesn't cause the insomnia, the poor sleep, it's just a name. And so what you want to look at is, okay, what could be some of the triggers for chronic pain, low energy, brain fog, low moods, and irritable bowel, restless leg syndrome, what's the common denominator? Well, the first common denominator is poor sleep. So we know with studies, it doesn't matter really to me, whatever your condition is, if you've got a chronic health condition, the place to start is making sure that you're able to get consistent, deep restorative sleep. Because when you get that deep restorative sleep, that's when the body's repairing itself. And what we see with fibromyalgia is they struggle to fall asleep and they struggle to stay asleep. So they all have sleep issues. They never feel refreshed. They're not going into that deep delta wave restorative sleep. And we know that if you're not getting consistent good sleep, you're going to have all the symptoms that I've mentioned in fibromyalgia. You're you're obviously going to be tired, right, lethargic. You're going to have brain fog. We know that. You increase your inflammatory chemicals by 40%. You create all sorts of stress in the body, oxidative stress. We know that those with fibromyalgia have mitochondrial dysfunction, where they're mitochondria, the little spark plugs of the cells. There's the cellular energy has been sabotaged, and they have less mitochondria than a normal person. So they're already in trouble. If they're not getting deeper restored to sleep, they're more likely to have pain, fatigue, brain fog, low moods, feeling anxious, more likely to have irritable bowel, and more likely to have restless leg syndrome. So it made sense to me, let's just get them sleeping through the night, right? And that's where I focus is the first thing is to make sure that they're able to consistently get that deep restorative sleep. And a big part of that for me was realizing early on that everyone with fibromyalgia is low in this brain chemical called serotonin. And that's, you know, we've had two drugs that have been approved for fibromyalgia, Savella and Cymbalta, which are selective serotonin and norepinephrine reuptake inhibitors. But serotonin is the key for these people. It really is. And the research early on when I found out was that they were deficient in certain amino acids. One of those was an amino acid called tryptophan. So so many of them have a genetic glitch, just the way God made them, that they can't convert protein foods that have tryptophan in it into 5-hydroxytryptophan that then when combined with B vitamins and, and magnesium and vitamin C, turns into serotonin. So they were not able to produce the serotonin that they needed. And when you're low in serotonin, your pain threshold goes down. And those with fibromyalgia have a condition called allodynia, which is low pain threshold. So their pain is magnified. And what I found is as I raised that serotonin by using 5-hydroxytryptophan and then high doses, but safe doses of vitamins and minerals and amino acids, I was able to get their serotonin levels up, which raised their pain threshold lowered their pain, helped with their mental clarity, their moods, uh, helped with irritable bowel because you have more serotonin receptors in your intestinal tract than you do in your brain. So by getting their serotonin levels up, I was able to help them with many of the symptoms associated with fibromyalgia. But probably the biggest one, Karen, was 5-HTP, this over-the-counter supplement, not only turns into serotonin, but it also increases your natural sleep hormone by 200%. So what I saw was, is as they started taking this 5-HTP, it helped them to be able to fall asleep and get into that deep sleep. And as they got over that hurdle, then they saw that they had less pain, they had more energy, less brain fog, irritable bowel started to improve, restless leg syndrome actually goes away once you start sleeping. So many of the common symptoms can be dramatically improved by just fixing this sleep disorder, that's often caused by low serotonin.
0: So important. I call it sleep nectar. It's the nectar of life.
1: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely.
0: And so many of us, you know, women at midlife have trouble with that, and particularly, like you're describing, with fibromyalgics, this low serotonin that may be innate, as well as the disruption in sleep, causes all kinds of inflammatory cascades to be set off. And so that started really helping your patients to improve. And then
1: what? Well, so what I saw is that once I got them sleeping and, and 5-HTP was how I started that. So I'd have them take 5-HTP 30 minutes before bed with a little bit of grape juice to release the, the glucose, which would trigger insulin response, which would help that 5-HTP get past the blood-brain barrier and work quicker. So once... They started taking the 5-HTP and started sleeping through the night. Then the next thing that I had to work on was that these individuals have depleted their stress coping glands, the, the, uh, the adrenal glands. So stress becomes magnified. They, they're deficient in cortisol and DHEA. That's what we see in the studies and, and clinically I see that. And what would happen is, is once they started getting, you know, a good night's sleep, they felt better than they had in years. And so they would overdo it. They would -hmm. would do things that they couldn't normally do. You know, fibromyalgia robs you of so many things, robs you of your health, but it robs you of your social life. A lot of times your intimacy, your career, you know, all these things are taken from you because you find with fibro, you really can't do a lot. If you try to do more than normal, you have these things called fibro flares where your symptoms are accentuated. And so- once they started getting this deep sleep, what they would do is go out and do things that they hadn't done in years. And then they'd have a flare. They'd be in bed for two or three days. So I realized that one of the things I had to do was to get them to where they could handle stress. They could have more stamina and resistance to it. So it didn't really wipe them out when they encountered it. And that's when I started, when I had, for a number of years, I had a medical practice where I had five medical doctors working with me. And we use Cortef, so we use cortisol, you know, prescription medication. Very, as you know, it's a very safe dose. It's it's um, about a fourth or fifth the strength of Prednisone. But we use Cortef, and we saw that patients now they could handle stress better. They had more stamina and resiliency to stress. Now, when I sold my medical practice in 2003, and I didn't have medical doctors working with me, I couldn't use prescription medications. So then I just started using over-the-counter glandulars. So adrenal cortex glandulars, which is a supplement you can get over-the-counter. Although I recommend that you get a particular type of adrenal glandular, it needs to be just cortex. Whole glandular adrenal supplements have not only the cortex, which is mainly cortisol and DHEA, but also have the medulla part of the adrenal, which is very stimulating because it has adrenaline and the worst thing you can do for these individuals is to hype them up they can't tolerate that their their autonomic nervous system is already mm-hmm. on overload it's already hypersensitive so for those of you listening make sure if you're going to get adrenal supplements they need to be cortex only but that was step 2 fixing adrenal fatigue then what i saw was they're they're deficient in numerous vitamins and minerals, as most people are in America, you know, the, the SAD American diet, the standard American diet. We see the studies from the Ameri- you know, from the um, the US government that says that one in three people are deficient in five different vitamins based on the RDA. Now the RDA, the recommended dietary allowance, is some 60 years out of date. And it's really just enough to keep you from getting scurvy or berry berry. You know, it's not, you know, it really ain't going to do anything. That's why people take a multivitamin, a centrum silver or whatever. They never feel any different. They never look any different. you got to use high doses, what I call optimal daily allowance, which is sometimes 5,000 times stronger than the RDA, recommended disease allowance. Okay. So what I saw was we really had to saturate these individuals with fiber. We had to saturate their cells with these high doses of vitamins, minerals, and amino acids and essential fatty acids to really be able to see a difference in their physiology. Initially, we did that with Myers cocktails. And I know you're familiar with that term, most people aren't, but Myers cocktail is a high dose vitamin mineral IV therapy that has been around for 20 years, I guess. But we were using that protocol before every people really knew what it was. And we were seeing when we gave them these high doses of vitamins and minerals, that they slept better, they had less pain, they felt better mentally and physically. But you know, it wasn't feasible for people to come get an IV every week, travel two, three, four, five hours away, like some people did. Between the cost and the inconvenience, it just you know, it wasn't compatible. So years ago, I developed a formula, a Fibro formula, which has high doses of vitamins and minerals all the B vitamins in the methylated form, malic acid, high doses of magnesium, which is a natural muscle relaxer, all the amino acids, which are the building blocks of the hormones that I know you talk so much about. And by doing that, we were able to saturate their cells with these nutrients. And then that translated into having less pain, having more energy, sleeping better, having normal movements all things that we were after. So that was part three, realizing that I had to do that.
0: That is my new favorite wording for RDA is right, yeah. recommended disease allowance <laughs> right
1: I mean, you think about that. I you know like the multivitamin I'm sure that you have you recommend right. is, is you know probably got I don't know was 50 to 100 milligrams of B2 in it and which yes. is well, I think that's what 500 times stronger or a thousand times stronger than what the RDA is. And if you don't use these higher doses, people are just not going to improve. Right, I always talk to people about
0: that. So listen up, you know, the one a day, Centrum silver. It sounds great, they're cheap, but you don't want it. It's a waste of your time and your money. So I love that recommended disease allowance. I just had to say that. And you know, the other thing I wanted to share is that you mentioned Myers cocktails. They actually used to give the nutrients rectally, like a Myers mm-hmm. cocktail, they called it a Murphy drip on the battlefields in wars going back a hundred years ago. So it's not new. And it's funny because people like to say, oh, this is complementary and alternative medicine. It's nothing alternative (laughs) about the things we're talking about. Nutrients have been around since there have been plants (laughs) and humans have been using them. So really, we're just bringing in what's been used for
1: millennia. So I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. No, please. And, you know, I think the thing is, I, I know you encounter this too, you're interacting with a patient and you're sharing with them the importance of vitamins and minerals. And they're giving you this look like, how are vitamins and minerals going to help me when I've been on Neurontin and I've been on mm-hmm. Oxycodone or whatever it is. I mean, they've, they've been on heavy duty pharmaceutical therapies and you're you're saying, you know, the only way really to do it is to get healthy and to get healthy, you know, you've got to take these vitamins and minerals, but you need to do it in a dosage that's going to make a difference, there's a a hurdle that you have to get over because a lot of people look at you like, that's not going to work. What's happened is they've tried all these things, but they've tried them in a shotgun approach, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of Mm -hmm. this, a little bit of that. And that never works for chronic, you know, really complicated chronic illness. Or they've used inferior products, as you mentioned, like a Centrum Silver, a One a Day, something from Walmart, that's just not a quality product. So yeah, it's not gonna work.
0: You know, even I saw my hairdresser selling vitamins and all these little gummies that you take, they're supposed to help your hair. And I'm just like, what? But it's so true. It's that simple, y'all. It's the basics, you know, like Dr. Rogers talking about and nutrient support, at high doses optimal doses not the recommended disease allowance is a key part of that it's yeah. a key part of healing anything
1: really i think so i think so you know people ask me what's the number one supplement you'd recommend and i would say get the best multivitamin that you can one that you like you know you're if you like a look li- you know if you can't take a pill find a liquid whatever it is but get the best multivitamin that you can tolerate That's where you put your money and then you build around that. Otherwise, you're going to be like the patients that Dr. Kieran and I see where they've got this big Santa Claus bag of supplements that they, you know, usually it's the spouse. You know, in my practice, it's they're mostly female. So it's the male husband has got this big bag of supplements draped over his back and they put it down on the table and say, oh, you know, which of these should I take? And you look at these 50 bottles of stuff and you think, oh, my gosh, seriously? I I mean, you
0: know, that makes me so sad because it's really, it's just diagnostic of our current medical system that that isn't doesn't have the answers, but also Dr. Google. And so people are looking for information all over. And so what's lacking in the information age is wisdom. So if you're listening to this, no matter what you've got to heal, vitamins and nutrients are a part of it, but you've got to have, be strategic about it. So find yourself someone who can really be your guide and help you with that.
1: And what's number four, Roger? So number four, but before I go there, you triggered mm-hmm. this, I just want to mention this. Yeah. That the um, Janet Travell, which she was a very prominent physician back in, well, she's the physician to Kennedy and Johnson Mm-hmm. And she wrote the Trigger Point Manual, so biofascial manual. And in that book, there's, a, I think there's two or three chapters, and all it is in those chapters is about vitamins and minerals and the role they play in reducing pain. And you know, so this is not this is not something that we don't know about. It's just something that's been ignored. You know, so this was being written about 50 years ago, 60 years ago. So anyway, but, but but number four, what's number four? So if you look at, for fibromyalgia in particular, but really just across the board with the chronic health conditions, you know, we hear that you are what you eat. And that's true. You know, over a period of a lifetime, the foods that you eat turn into your your cells and your skin and your hair and your nails. And, you know, and it determines how how well... Or how unwell you are, how you know whether you look healthy or don't look healthy or are healthy. So definitely, your diet is super important, no doubt about it. But it's just as important what you're able to absorb as it is what you eat. So what I have found is the fibromyalgia community is notorious, notoriously deficient in these nutrients because of number one, poor diet, oftentimes. But even the individuals, and you get these, who are what I I call health nuts in a a very nice way, who eat even healthier than I do, which I eat really, really healthy and I know you do, but they eat what I would think is even healthier than I do, and they're still just miserable. And what I found out was, is they were eating these really healthy diets, but they weren't absorbing anything because Mm -hmm. they had digestive enzyme deficiencies. They had malabsorption and they had problems with hypo uh, hypochlorhydria, no stomach acid. They had SIBO. They had yeast overgrowth. They had leaky gut. They had food allergies. They had these things that were preventing them from absorbing the nutrients in their foods and also even, even being able to use the supplements, the nutrients that they were taking in a pill form. They couldn't even digest those because so many of them would have a problem where they would eat, they take their supplements and then they have a dumping syndrome and have to run to the bathroom. 70% of the people with fibromyalgia have irritable bowel. And, and so I realized that we're going to have to make sure that we clean up the diet. That's important. So a low sugar, low carb diet is most effective for for these individuals usually. But they also need to be on digestive enzymes. That was the simplest, quickest way to make sure that they were absorbing their nutrients and getting the most out of them. Is by getting them on a good digestive enzyme, and by doing that, I saw that irritable bowel was improved. The symptoms of of uh, malabsorption, the bloating, the gas, indigestion, constipation, those kind of things, loose bowel movements, those start to improve rather quickly, just by using a digestive enzyme, the 5-HTP, the Fibro formula, and the adrenal cortex. Those four supplements were, were the laid the foundation to allow this person to start to dramatically improve their symptoms. And the reason why is because it's addressing the major underlying causes of their symptoms, not just treating the symptoms, it's the causes.
0: So true, and really your four-step protocol almost exactly mirrors my three-step because my first two sleep goes in with the hormones. We get that straight first, but also the nutrients and the absorption issues and the gut issues and, and also toxicity. And you know, it's funny, when I practiced mainstream medicine, I am guilty of that too, that fibromyalgia was this enigma and it was untreatable and nobody knew what to do with it. And even even with myself, I didn't know what to do and my physician didn't know what to do. And now I look at it from a functional perspective and I go, it's so super simple. You treat the cause yeah. and these are the causes. And when you treat the cause, the symptoms go away. So <laughs> how has your practice evolved since you, I mean, you came from more of a chiropractic background, right?
1: Yeah, it's. it's I mean, I never would have chosen fibromyalgia. Who would be crazy enough to do that? <laughs> And I love them. I mean, you know, so I, I think they're the most wonderful people in so many ways. They're very challenging, no doubt about it. But just like your complicated patients, once you figure out some of the common denominators, it becomes much easier. But yeah, I started off as just as a chiropractor and I had a very busy practice. I saw 80, 90 patients a day and and that grew into three clinics. And I had we were doing hands-on for low back pain and you know, lumbar stuff and migraine headaches and carpal tunnel, but a lot of hands-on. It was all hands-on. But I had always really been into nutrition and, and an athlete. And I just started sharing just basic stuff with my patients about what they should do with their diet and supplements they should take. And then that started growing into my realizing that that was more fun than doing the hands-on work. I really enjoyed the biochemistry Mm -hmm. and really started doing the training in functional medicine. And then I got kind of a reputation here in Birmingham, Alabama, being a a doctor who was really good with medical misfits, the people who'd been everywhere, tried everything, or just wanted something different than conventional medicine. And, And I started getting referrals from the medical community. And one of those was a patient with fibromyalgia. And when Sheila came to see me, I mean, again, my first... Oh, she's a hypochondriac. But the more I heard her story, I realized she's 35. She's a career, you know, she has a great career. She had a, her own business, happy marriage, two beautiful kids. Why would she make all this stuff up? It just didn't make sense. And that really changed my outlook on, on the illness. And as I started having some success, there was nobody having success with them. So I just got flooded with referrals. And that led to writing a book and starting a big integrative medical practice on the campus of Brookwood Hospital here in Birmingham, Alabama. And and now, I, you know, do telemedicine like you and and um, with patients all over the world. Mm-hmm.
0: And so you've held a summit that people can still access on fibromyalgia and you've held several
1: others. Tell everybody about all the resources that you have available. Well, depending on when this airs, the Fibromyalgia Summit is being launched in May of this year, 2022. And you can learn more about that at yourfibrodoctor.com. You can, but it's a free online summit. It's free. You can, there's 30 different specialists. We cover everything from insomnia and poor sleep to balancing neurotransmitters, the brain chemicals for anxiety and depression. We have presentations on irritable bowel, leaky gut, food allergies, thyroid, which we hadn't really mentioned. I know that's a big one for you. Hormone replacement therapy. So there's all sorts of you know various dynamics that go into rebuilding this individual as fibro. It's kind of like um, peeling the layers of an onion. You, know, you have to peel these layers away till finally you peel them all away and there's this person who radiates health again. But the jump start is just lays the foundation and it's it offers the opportunity to quickly and dramatically reduce the main symptoms of fibro, okay, because you're addressing the underlying causes. But then there's other things that are gonna be left over, like low thyroid, which I see about 70% of the patients I work with have a problem with their thyroid that's never been properly diagnosed. Or is not being properly treated.
0: Yes, and then don't you have you have other books? And you've got tell everybody about all the the goodies that you have for them.
1: <laughs> so in uh, October I'll be doing a super healthy lung summit, and that's all going to be about respiratory health, including long hauler protocols, mm. protocols for asthma, food allergies, seasonal allergies, mold toxicity, mast cell, histamine dominance. So that'll that'll be out in October of 2022. And I've written five books: so three on fibromyalgia, and then two, one book on uh, heart disease, what your doctor won't tell you, and then one on anxiety and depression using orthomolecular medicine, which is vitamins, minerals, amino acids, and essential fatty acids to treat mood disorders.
0: Boy, could we have a whole conversation about heart disease, what your
1: doctor won't tell you? <laughs> oh, so many medical myths out there, right? About about cholesterol and and all the all the stuff that's out there that, when you really look behind the the smoke and the mirrors, you see that it's much ado about nothing, right? Yes. So we'll have to do that on another episode, but this has been wonderful. You really
0: have laid out a path for people to follow who are suffering with fibromyalgia or maybe for people who suspect that they have it, but they're not sure or they've gone from doctor to doctor and they're not getting a diagnosis. So thank you so much for that. If we are able to air this before the, your Fibro Summit airs, we'll definitely have a link in the show notes we'll try and get it out before then. But if not, you're, if it's after, you can still act it, and we'll have that link in the show notes for you. Dr. Rogers shared this quote with us before that we recorded the episode, that life is short. If you're not careful, you'll miss it. And I love that. It's so true. And life is just too short to be suffering with pain in your body on a daily basis, to be suffering with fatigue, to be suffering with any of the myriad symptoms that we've been talking about that really plague women, especially women over 40. So if that's you, you're in the right place to get the information that you need to make some big changes with your health. Thank you so much, Dr. Roger, for joining us. And any
1: last words you'd like to Leave everyone with? Well, I just for more information about the Jumpstart Protocols, you can go to yourfibrostore.com. And there's four free videos that are about 10 minutes, 10 minutes each, but it goes over in a little more detail than I could today about how and why these things work. And these are things you can buy anywhere over the counter. So But the videos really go into a little bit more detail to explain how it all comes together. All
0: right. Thank you so much for these incredible resources. And thank you for listening to another episode of The Hormone Prescription with Dr. Kieran. I'll see you next week. Until then, peace, love, and hormones, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. I know that incredible vitality occurs for women over 40 when we learn to speak hormone and balance these vital regulators to create the health and the life that we deserve.